welcome back to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast with Cal Stall Agronomy. And let's talk about some fun topics. Awkward silence. That's right. So let's talk about um, something I've been thinking about a little bit lately. Uh, one of the things I've kind of been thinking about a little bit is, um, well, actually, if you ever remember the old Tom Brokaw thing on the NBC Nightly News uh, where they talk about the fleecing of America. And he used to always have some... Thing that we're basically getting screwed over by the government. Um, and it, it, it was always, I don't know, it's something that seemed like we always kind of watched when I was a kid. You know, we only got, what, five channels where I grew up. I uh, didn't have cable when I was a kid, didn't have satellite. So we had NBC, ABC, Fox, and CBS. And then we had a local Christian channel. And then I actually, I lied, we had six channels. Uh, we had our... Uh, our local PBS station also. So, but anyway, we used to watch the NBC Nightly News, and that's what we did, and we'd watch the Fleecing of America. And it's it's funny to think about that, and as we uh, kind of look at the agricultural industry as a whole, and, and kind of talk about where we spend our time. Uh, it, it's It never ceases to amaze me the lengths we go to try to save a buck. Um Case in point, I've had multiple times where somebody says, hey, um, I, I tried to, I didn't want to put a stamp on this. I didn't want to give the 50 cents to the government. So I drove 10 miles round trip to drop this off in my truck that gets 12 miles to the gallon. So you spent, uh, well, let's say a dollar fifteen now or whatever it is, plus mileage and everything else to, uh, to get your truck to me so that you could save yourself a stamp. Um, then at the same time, we had uh, we've had guys complain about the uh, the cost of checks. Oh, I can't believe I have to write a check. You know how much those things cost? Yeah, I do. I own a business. I have business checks. They cost me like fifteen cents each. The topic of this conversation just cost me more than what my checks did. Um, and it, it's funny, you know. We we always talk about uh, trying to save money. Um, you know, we we trip over. I always, my saying I, I say is that we'll trip over a dollar to pick up a penny. And that does happen. Uh, it happens often enough. I've had guys drive round trip 50, 60 miles for a free meal that would have cost them $10 at any restaurant. And you try to explain to them that you basically spent, you know, $30 in mileage to go get that free meal. You could have taken your wife out to a really nice restaurant or a decent restaurant right next door, and you would have been just fine. So we, we talk about these things, and there's this perception that we have to save money at all costs. You know, we, we talk about uh, moisture and corn. I, I'd give up five bushels if I could have a point in moisture. And, you know, when you do the math, you know, what's one point in moisture and $5 corn yeah, let's see. So let's say five cents a drying point, one point on 200 bushel corn is about 10 bucks an acre. Uh, if, yeah, you start adding that stuff up. I'll give up five bushels to basically lose two. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's, that's the thing. We, we do these things all the time and we got to stop getting, getting so tied up with these little details that, uh, it's, it really hurts the bottom line. You know, I talk to guys, uh, we, we look at um, some of these guys that add more acres, and we have to add more acres to justify our equipment costs. And then there's this tipping point where we add too many acres, and now we have to add more equipment, and then now we have to get more acres to justify our equipment costs. And it's just kind of this endless cycle. And 
a lot of this would be really, really, um, let's just say eased with a lot of advanced planning. And that's kind of where I like to be. I, I like to be a little bit ahead of the schedule. Uh, I like to talk to guys about what's going on. Uh, I like to keep guys kind of in that frame of mind where we're thinking about what's going to happen next. Um, we have a plan before we go into the season so that when something happens, we're not bogged down with trying to make decisions um, just so we can make a decision and move on. Um, don't get me wrong. I do like this thing where we make decisions and we act on them whether they're right or wrong and we just deal with it and move on. Um, I think that's the way to go. But the other part of this is we want to make it so those decisions are made before the season starts so that when we're busy and we don't want to make these decisions, they're already kind of known and they're pretty well done. Um, I will say I do that with a few farms that we work with and uh, it works really well. There's a lot of times where things are just taken care of. Uh, they don't have to worry about things. You know, middle of the season, I'll get a phone call and uh, I'll be asked, you know, oh man, we got to really add this to this spray program on this field. Yep. I already talked to the co-op guy. It's already going to be done. You're good. Just keep, just keep planning. And that's kind of where I kind of come in a little bit. And that's where I like to be is we're a little bit ahead of planning. Um, but at the same time, we always talk about how farmers are these great entrepreneurs. And we've been, you know, it's, it's a family business and it's a business and it's a business. We need to run it like a business. Uh, these, these little things, we, we pay attention to the cost of our, our paper or something, you know, just these little things that, that really annoy people and we'll go drive around and tell all the neighbors about it. And we basically waste more money than what it cost us in, in the first place, just to tell everybody about how much we were getting screwed over. We need to kind of focus on it as a business. And it's, it's frustrating to kind of work with sometimes. Um, I do get it right. You know, I have business costs. Uh, I do break evens and I, I sit down and analyze my costs maybe once a week. I try to do it on Sundays when no one can call me. Uh, it didn't work tonight when somebody texted me here, but you know, I, I try to sit down and look through my expenses and, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, my accountant, <laughs> I, I love my accountant. He's, he's a really good guy. Um, it's funny to hear accountants that work with uh, farmers talk about tax time and how, you know, basically a boatload of receipts gets dropped off on a desk and it's like, hey, figure this out. Yeah, I can't, I just still, I can't understand how people can run a business like that where we have no idea what our expenses are until the end of the year. And we're like, all right, here's how much I made. Here's all the receipts of what I've spent. Tell me what I got to do with my, uh, with taxes and what I got to go buy. Um, to me, I'd rather be making those decisions when it's feasible, right? So, uh, there's a guy I follow on Twitter who is a John Deere dealer and he talks about this a little bit. Um, you know, we were talking about last year when he, Basically, was just taking money like crazy at the end of the year because guys had no clue what they wanted. Uh, and then he, this year, you know, corn's five bucks, beans are twelve, thirteen dollars. He's like, people are like, I don't even care how much combine costs. I just need a new one. Just get me one. And these things are things that are really detrimental to your bottom line because we're waiting until December and we're trying to make these decisions in a week. Um, there's a lot of opportunities we could have throughout the year, and I'm not saying you got to go out. And buy a program that, you know, is offered to farmers to try to do this for you. Literally, it takes me, I don't know, maybe an hour every week just to kind of go through all this stuff and, and understand what my expenses are. Look at what my break-evens and everything are. You know, just analyze my books 
and and kind of know where I'm at and when I see something that's advantageous to me. So like right now, I'm working with growers, you know, we're in August and I'm working with my customers that were thinking about making a planner switch and I'm saying, hey, no one's got the money or has figured out what they're going to do with their money uh, as far as what it comes to buying a planter. I think planter prices potentially are a little undervalued to where they're going to be four months from now. We should really make a decision now. If we're going to buy a planter, uh, we need to know if you can and what you want to do. Let's get out there and get this done before everybody else is clamoring. And then we're sitting at the end of December and we're just going to buy a planner just to buy a planner. And we don't even care what it is. We'll fix it later. And that's some of the things, you know, we talk to guys about. And now uh, another issue that I'm running into, and I'm going to fear that a month from now, this is going to be a major issue for some guys in our area, at least, is I've been talking to guys, hey, you know, I, there's there are shortages. I'm like, there are guys on Twitter complaining about their combining and they broke a seal on their radiator cleaner and they basically can't find a seal for three weeks. So they got to manufacture something on the farm. You know, these are mundane little stupid things that make a huge difference. I mean, mean, if you can't combine because a little seal and you're going to have to wait three weeks to get it, it's kind of an issue. These are the things that we're going to run into. Um, The problem is, you know, we're worried about the cost of checks and we're worried about the co-op screwing us over because they charge me an extra acre for spraying, you know, and I got to, I got to watch these guys like a, like a hawk. Don't get me wrong. You know, you should really be checking those statements and bills, but checking a statement from May and August when they close their books at the end of August is probably not the greatest thing in the world. But, you know, these little things really catch us up and are caught catch up. Wow. I can't talk tonight, but they really, they keep just getting in our head and, and taking away things that we could be doing. Um, you know, I really think, you know, I, I love farmers. Um, I don't know if there's any anybody in the, the world or in our country that would really trade positions with most people that I work with. You know, we, we just, it, it's not a, an easy industry. It's not a, an easy group of people to work with. Not putting down farmers. I'm not an easy person to work with sometimes either, but we're all independent thinkers. You know, we got our own mindsets. Uh, we have our own businesses and we're all just kind of want to run it our way and we don't need anybody telling us what to do. But at the same time, I think advice is valued a little bit differently than what it should be. Um, advice is a good thing. Uh, you know, paying somebody to give you help and, and kind of take some of that burden off of you, um, to be that counterpoint sometimes, you know, I, I get it too. You know, I used to run, uh, work in retail. Now I run my own business. Um, there are days where I'm like, Hey, maybe I'm doing this wrong. I kind of want to bounce some ideas off of people. I've got a pretty big network. It's great to have. Uh, but at the same point, I, I don't pay for advice. But anyway, no, um, I, I think advice is good. And, you know, we, we talk about we're, we're not going to get into the whole vaccine BS that's going on right now. But there are a lot of times where it seems like people are kind of upset. You know, my friend's pro-vax and I'm anti-vax or I'm anti-vax and my friend's pro-vax and whatever it is. I think I just said the same thing. But it's. Um, regardless, I'm not even going to talk to them anymore because they have a different opinion than me. That's kind of a good thing. 
right? You know, you kind of want somebody who has different opinions. You know, hey, if I have a friend that voted for Joe Biden, I'm not going to be all upset about him. Um, you know, we might differ on our public or political views, but there's a reason they're my friend, and there's a reason why I kind of keep them around. It's because I look for different opinions. You know, maybe there's something I'm not doing right, or maybe there's something I need to change. And I think that's a lot of what we miss is advice is good. Um, different opinions are also good. Um, you know, you might not heed what they tell you, which is fine. But at the same point, differing opinions where I'm saying, hey, I know you, you really trust your equipment guy, but I think you need to start working on equipment a little early. Or, hey, uh, you know, this field, I think we should change this up. Maybe we should go with a different tillage option or whatever it is. You know, ultimately the, the buck falls on you. But at the same point, taking a little bit of a different opinion is probably a good thing for a lot of guys. And me included. Uh, there are sometimes I'm a little bullheaded. Just ask my wife. Um, but I do have that mindset where I'm willing to listen to what other people have to say. And it's a good thing to do. Uh, I mean, I literally traveled 900 miles round trip last week to get some different opinions on things and kind of see what other people had to say about what's going on. So anyway, let's just say focus on the things that are going to make you money. Don't focus on these little things. You know, like I said, I always tell guys, don't trip over a dollar to pick up a penny. You know, we need to kind of work on these things where we're worried about little things, but we need to focus on the big picture. And I always tell guys, you know, your farm is a business. Run it like a business. And I know I might get flamed a little bit for this, but coming from me and somebody who's worked in this industry for a little long enough, and I have family that's in this industry, um, my entire family, so I would have been seventh generation if we were still farming. My entire family's a farm family. Uh, I grew up with these guys. I know how they work. I've been yelled at by moving cattle or around while moving cattle. Um, I've literally been blamed for my dad dropping a hammer. I don't know how that happens, but these little things that we have in our head where we're just kind of like, hey, we want to make our own mind up. Just leave me the heck alone. I'm going to complain about what I want to complain about. I think they're really detrimental to our businesses. I mean, we we get so tied up in my family's own this. I own it. You know, it's my family farm. It's still a business. You got to be viable. You got to make money. Um, making money is a little different than saving money. And that's where we're going to end it. So I think that's a really good point to keep in mind. Making money is different than saving money. Because saving your way to prosperity isn't exactly going to happen. And you also can't spend your way to pro prosperity either. We got to kind of focus on the things that are going to make us some money. So Anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed that, and I'll catch you next time.